Danny, um, you may be the most excited to start this podcast that I've ever seen you in your entire life. <laughs> I'm sitting here waiting on pins and needles for you to say, Danny, what do you think of the new Nintendo Switch tools? Go, <laughs> so, go ahead. Danny, Danny, what do you think about this brand new Nintendo Switch Labo thingy that they're releasing? Well, the first thing I think is who knew that all of Nintendo's competitors had about 6,000 people on payroll to pay to dislike this video? Because it's been live for about an hour. We're going to include the YouTube video here in the show notes for all the fans. And, like, what kind of human being dislikes this? What they're doing here? I mean, that is the... It is one of the... I'm literally watching this and giving live commentary as James is listening to me, everybody. And he's, like, on the edge of his seat to my commentary where I'm just, like, literally going, oh, my gosh. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. The piano about had me come out of my chair. So I also, by the way, I only want to watch YouTube videos while you're watching it at the same time and commentating because it it enhances the entire experience okay i was i mean well sometimes james and i get together everybody and we have about 30 seconds before we say go because we both are in a huge rush sometimes we get to chat a little bit pre-podcast and and so today james before without saying anything he just hit me with a link and said you got to watch this real quick and so i i click play and i just start i have, i literally had no idea what i was in for so i just started doing running commentary about what i was seeing and then i grew more and more silent as my mind became more and more blown yeah so if people don't know or haven't watched this definitely stop now literally stop yeah, stop the podcast this video yep. stop the podcast go watch this um, video. It's in the show notes. The very first show note. It's this Nintendo YouTube video. It's called the Nintendo Labo. Labo. I have no L- idea. I think it's fr- Francais. It's Labo. I just called it the Labo. Nintendo Switch video because I was. It, it, you're. They have turned a video game console into what is essentially could be described as a transformer. Is I mean, is that what it is? A do-it-yourself transformer of all sorts of different things. So here's the idea. Nintendo Switch was already my favorite piece of technology all of last year. And now this year, it may already win and take over again. But I kind of... Do you remember the Google Cardboard where you could turn your phone into a VR headset? Uh, Vaguely, yes. And it was was a big part of... Well, it didn't go as well for Google as they would have liked until they sort of made that pivot into the workplace, right? And we, we talked about yeah. that on a previous podcast last year. But um, so it so, was. It I mean, this is this is by far and away the next level of of this sort of three D experience coming to life. Yeah, this is like an immer- taking your video game console that is already workable at home and on the go, but turning it into all sorts of different unique experiences. So the idea is that these these Lebos, it turns your Switch into an interactive do-it-yourself creation. So what they showed in the video are these pieces of cardboard cutouts that you you build yourself. So kind of like a STEM project Mm -hmm. that you turn into like an RC car, a house, a piano, a motorbike. And then you put either the switch console or the Joy-Con controllers into it. And then you play the game with the thing that you just built. So like, for instance, the fishing like has like, you build a fishing rod, you put the the remotes into the fishing rod. Yeah. The the fishing rod was nutty. That, I mean, I, yeah, everything got nutty in that. I mean, the, obviously, the virtual reality of kind of the robot thing was cool. Although, if, kind of funny, this is right on the back end of us both sort of bad talking virtual reality last week. Um, but regardless of that, I mean, to me, the piano thing and the music thing and the the interaction it brings to life. And then, honestly, one of the coolest things was that 
you can really customize it. The kids can color and it's like we're bringing these Shauna and I really value, uh, you know, all those sort of like real life motor skills, right? The, the coloring, not just hand eye coordination of thumbs and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I, I hate, I don't know if this is a shameful time to admit it or not, but we do have family coloring time where we get together. Sean and I have adult oh, cool. coloring books and the kids have their coloring books. And I know what you're thinking, adult coloring books, hashtag Trump got elected. But before you get judgmental about adult coloring books and what it's doing to our society, um, the, uh, the truth is adult coloring from me and Shauna's perspective is it can be therapeutic as a way to sort of bond with your kids. And it's relaxing, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, so we have adult coloring time. So to see the kids that they could color and customize their own dealio, I was like, for real, Leo, I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like the coolest thing. I just tweeted random. I just said hashtag Megaton, which is like an old school Nintendo joke. Yeah. And then I tweeted the link. I don't know how many people actually watched it or not, but like, honestly, I tweeted to my friends and they're like, this is like the most Nintendo thing that Nintendo could ever release. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, it's nintendo -y. It's so cool. Very it's nintendo super Nintendo-y. <laughs> Nintendo-y. Yeah. And, well, that that changed. I, I felt like I had things that we were going to be talking about today. Um, first, I wanted to congratulate myself that I'm no longer sick. I no longer sound like a dying horse. Sound uh, beautiful. Um, but there were other things I was going to talk about that literally I can't even think of anymore. My mind is blank. My mind <laughs> yeah, is I, blank. I, I, it was weird because I had this big series of things I wanted to talk about and uh, the kind of follow-ups from last week. And then all of a sudden, like this just literally happened. I was like, we have to talk about this because not only me, am I just like a big, and it was interesting, Nintendo tweeted like, we have something for that that we think kids are going to love and for for people with their inner child. As, and I'm, watch, I'm watching this. I'm like, I want to do all yeah. of this. I want to build and I want to color. And I have an adult coloring book and Heather has one too. And we don't, you know, actually it would be fun, I think, to do a family time. We're starting to try game time. Yeah, like yeah. We're going to play Boggle tonight. We're going to do this. But actually sitting down, that's kind of a nice thing because you can do your own thing and being creative like unlocks a different part of yeah. the brain. I didn't know you guys did that. It's super it, it cool. Is, you know, another reason why it's fun, sometimes it's, it's, it's a little more relaxing for for the grownups than like family game night because family game night with four kids can be stressful from the perspective like I'm, I'm always teaching my kids how to play and it's and and you know the strategies and that like you don't want to crush them but you also I mean okay secretly I want to win okay I don't play games to yeah. lose right <laughs> and no but then you've also got the two-year-old who's there to destroy everybody's happiness in the game like she's not there to cooperate but family coloring night is like you're basically all playing a board game together you sit around the table and you know mom and dad can have a cocktail if they choose the kids can have some lemonade or tea and we can all sit there and kind of bond and and even the two-year-old can basically do her own thing, you know. Um, so I'm a big advocate of doing things together as a family that you're all doing the same thing, but it doesn't necessarily make dad more stressed out. So I'm, I'm a bit. Mm. But speaking of that, we actually got back into family game night last night. We played a little one night ultimate werewolf. Um, we haven't played that in a while. We've been into some other Classic. games we got. We've been into set. I told you we've been into coup. Uh, we've been into some magnet stuff. Um, so we played. One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Kids had a lot of fun. It, it is... I, I have to tell this story, though, about Warner, because you know my overly honest, if there's such a thing, overly honest eight-year-old who's... So, the key that makes One Night Ultimate Werewolf 
playable is each one of the cards you've been dealt, you know, whether you're on the werewolf team or the villager team, gives you some sort of advantage based on the information you have, right? Like, you know, yeah. you know something, you know about the middle card, or you know who somebody else is because you could peek. You're supposed to use that information to your advantage as far as kind of manipulating the game to win, not to just, like, immediately self-incriminate, like, who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so the game starts, and Warner immediately, I go, well, Warner, who are you? And he goes, ah, I was the insomniac. I looked at the card. I'm the werewolf. Because <laughs> somebody switched his card. Whoever the troublemaker oh, was switched. No. And so we're like, well, are you serious? He's like, yeah. We're like, okay, so let's all root for, let's all vote for Warner and win the game. <laughs> like, it's, that's the kind of, it's really hard to play with kids who just like, and, and what am I supposed to tell him? Like, Warner, you need to be more dishonest. There's always, he's like, well, I didn't think how to get out of it. I'm like, well, there's always a way to lie out of something. And I'm hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth, right? There's always a way to lie out of something. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So anyway, that was that was our last night game night. That's pretty good. Yeah, we we took off some game night. We played um Dodge Ballistic Missile in Hawaii. Oh wow. That's what we played this weekend. That, that's okay. You were in I'm Hawaii? Sure yeah, I went to we went to Hawaii. You, what, you just like is that just like a casual droppage? Like yeah, we just we played. Uh, you make it about the game. Like yeah, we went to Hawaii. Like we were just floating on the edge of a volcano. Like I was in the volcano. It was a you know. Yeah, you know, it's just we were just dangling. We're just playing. You know, hey, do you want to do you want to hike four, eight, or twenty two miles today? So that type of game, you know. Um, do you want to eat poke or poke or more poke? That was mm. the game that we played all weekend. And you chose mm. poke. I some. We did cho- chose poke, okay, cool. um, and then later a poke burrito. Ooh, that was pretty delicious. Classic. Um, yeah. So here's the crazy. So we originally were going to go uh, down to the fix, the the PHX, to work on a few things and some things uh, just really quick, like a 24 hour, can't see anybody, just in and out type of situation. Yeah. Don't and, tell them you're and, there. Then there's pressure. You got to meet up yeah, with them. We've all been there. Exactly. And. So we decided um, not to do that, and this time last year, H City, uh, she decided that. Well, James, you're in Ohio for a conference, and it's cold here in Seattle. I'm just going to fly to Hawaii. So she just did that, and I was like, "Yeah, go, dude. That's not, that sounds amazing." And she found a really good deal um, to go out there last year. And what's cool about Hawaii is that there's so many different islands. So when you go to Hawaii, you're picking an island. So we had gone to Big Island two years ago. She went to Hawaii, the main one where Honolulu's at, Honolulu. which is also very big. Honolulu. So we're like, hey, let's just look because it's five days before our flight. We've got to change all of our plans anyways because we booked everything. And it's just kind of getting to that time of year in Seattle. We talked about it last year where it's it's gray, it's a little rainy, and you're like, can it be March already? So we just booked a, a trip out to Kauai, and that's the island that's like the north, I want to say it's the northwestmost, it's where Jurassic Park was filmed. I love it. Jurassic Park got where. So we were there for 48 hours, in and out, and I got sunburnt, of course, even though I lathered up, but I'm very pale, very white, mm. and uh, now I'm all burnt up a little bit. I but knew yeah, that it was really you. good. I didn't want to bring it up, but I'm, I'm really glad <laughs> yeah. you did lather. So. Did lather, just lathered yep. and, and applied multiple coats every 30 okay. minutes. Okay. Um, but yeah, we woke up. This is ridiculous. We woke up Saturday morning. Okay. And I'm just on my phone checking Twitter like I do. Right. And I'll say on Hawaii, there's not very good reception. So I'm on the Wi-Fi. I actually have no cell phone reception. Heather has like one or two bars um, inside of the um, hotel that we were staying at. And all of a sudden, she gets a, a bzzz on her phone, and she looks at it, and it says, 
incoming ballistic missile, Hawaiian islands. This is not a drill. Oh Everyone's my God. heard this. The whole right? way you were like building up to this story, I totally forgot about that. But now I remember yeah. all of that. So you were there? Yeah, this happened. We we woke up to this. Oh yeah, my this is, gosh! This is and, and so this is what I read. It said emergency alert, kind of like those um, amber alerts. Ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. And the last part is what really yeah. got us. This is not a drill. I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. You know, North Korea doing some stuff. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, and what's crazy is. Heather's phone got it, but my phone didn't get it. Like, I didn't get one on my phone. It's like they were trying to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, they know I'm here. But we had just landed eight hours earlier, right? So, like, we first first morning in Hawaii, 8 a.m., ballistic missile threat incoming. Dude, right? just I, here they come. First of all, the, the whole way you built up that story now makes me feel like a terrible friend. Because if we were to Tarantino this or show like sliding doors or whatever that is where you show two different versions of this whole thing, I was at, I was at home and in a rare, a rare experience for Papa Bear, I was actually like watching the news. No. Right? Like, I know, right? I was actually in Never. touch with yeah. what was going on in the world. And I started seeing alerts about, like, what, who was covering it? It was like a local news thing, but the whole thing that got, it got way out of control. So the whole time you're telling this whole, you, you already dropped the, the foreshadowing when you said you played ballistic missile dodgeball. I, I didn't even put two and two together and I knew about this whole thing. And the fact that you were there, man, that must have been like a real, like, fate shot in the arm where you're like, oh my God, we just did this spur of the moment, spontaneous Hawaiian trip yep. and we're about to, our lives are about to end because Kim Jong, you know, Un or whatever his name is, has has gone bananas finally. Yeah. And so, yeah, and we're just like, and Heather's like, we're not panicking. That was the interesting part because we're, I'm like, well, I don't know. What are we going to, I'm like, what do we even do? And and Heather goes, should I call the front desk? And I'm like, I don't know, call the front desk. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? We turn on the TV. There's nothing on the television. This is like 8.05. Nothing on the TV, nothing on local, nothing yeah. on CNN, nothing. I go to Twitter and it's just people freaking out. Right, just like right. everyone, but no one knows what to do. Like there's no shelters on Hawaii. I'm like, do we get in the tub? I'm, I'm used to the Midwest, like, you know, torna tornadoes. And right. I'm just like, I don't know, tornadoes. I guess you just get like, in the basement. There is no basement. Doorway and, and kind of, yeah. you know, wow. I mean, if it hits us, it's and then, then of course our, our like, developer minds kind of got into it. it's like well what type of ballistic what does it right. what is a ballistic is that a nuclear missile is that a ballistic like what are the and we started playing odds and chances and i'm like all right so we're in this town with like this and if it's gonna you know we're like literally <laughs> trying to do that and i was like i'll just look outside and like i'll look up and if i see it coming i'll just run in and hug you i guess that's <laughs> what i started doing right and heather's texting her dad i was like i I don't know. Maybe I should text my parents. I don't know yeah. what to do. I'm like, I'm going to wait this out. Because actually, I had no idea what it means when that goes off right. compared to how much time you have. I'm like, do we have an hour? Right. Do we have a minute? Should we be dead already? Right. And the and fact I guess that the news wasn't covering minutes. it makes it, yeah, makes so it worse, weird. right? Because it, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, wow. Dude, I cannot believe you got caught in the middle of that. I am so sorry. But that is, what an experience, right? It was, everyone was talking about it all day. We called down to the front desk and they're like, just stay indoors. I'm like, yeah, because I guess that's going to help because yeah, if because, I get hit, it's going to, you, know, you know. Missiles, missiles so, can't come through certain doors. They're like vampires. If you haven't invited yeah, them in, right? Or if you got garlic hanging. <laughs> we got garlic. Like, we, 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 yeah. They can't come in the door. <laughs> 
we 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 lined we lined the doors with poke, and right. they said, you know, you can't come in. <laughs> yeah, that's this just is, a little known Hawaiian fact. Missile missiles can't missile, yeah can't do it. And, and yeah, so we waited forty minutes, and then finally thirty forty minutes, and then finally the, on the news they said it was a false alarm. And the crazy thing is, then we drove away. We so started our day. We're like, all right, and. Uh, um, we, I mean, we were legitimately like scared, scared, but we're like, oh, we could die today and that could be interesting. Right. Um, and we drove <laughs> away and then my phone got three alerts that it was a false alarm and then Heather's phone didn't get any any right. other messages now they're, all day. Now they're trying to kill Heather. Like suddenly the tables have yeah. turned. You know? it's, it's ridiculous. Wow. So, um, Well, dude, in all seriousness, that was, that's what happened. Give my best to H Low, H Zone, H Town. I mean, that's- H Diggs. H Diggs. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, that is- Given that that was mostly post, hey, did you hear what happened? What the people in Hawaii went through today? Like news for the rest of the world. Like I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. And you know what's funny is that it reminds me of something. You know, this is sorry. This is uh, Danny's philosophical rant of the day that he knows nothing about. So here we go. This is Danny's philosophical rant for this podcast. I'm ready. Where the point is, I'm ready. I was, you know. So, you know, I read the week, right? I've, I've, uh, I've, I've promoted, I should be getting paid to tell people that it is the only physical magazine worthy of your subscription. And it's, it's much, you have to read it. You have to read the magazine, not their website. Don't, the week.com or phone them on Twitter is irrelevant. They're just like every other, uh, garbage, if I will say, like social media driven news site where basically, what it shows you is you know, there's all the power of social media where so many things are uncovered and everybody has a voice and it's all the things that our world has, you know, the, that's changed our world in regards to how fast information can travel, right? The technology mm -hmm. has not only shrunk the world, it is like it's changed, you know, in the horrible things, right? You can have people, you know, use Periscope or Facebook Live horrible things, right? And And there's all these terrible things that are possible because of social media. And this is an example of something that probably became more of a, of a panic situation because of social media than it would have been if people relied on normal news outlets like the official local news or something like that, right? Because you turn on the TV and there's nothing there. But on social media, everybody's about to die. Right. Yeah, everyone is it's it's the worst possible situation on social media. Right. And so it's it's, it's it's even worse than the worst right. thing and that could that's, So that's happen. what I was going to say is like literally you could have mass panic because of a false alarm in a way that you wouldn't have. And not to say that that ever justifies the mistake that happened. Apparently you learned that whoever this operator was has already lost their job. Like there were all these statements by the, the mayor of, you know, of the governor of Hawaii and all this stuff. But, but I just wanted to say that the week is something that I subscribe to and somebody who I was talking to about, you know, the thing I really appreciate about the way they sort of gather the news stories and that you, you're not being given a spin in regard. It's not a liberal or conservative magazine. It's literally, here's a major story that happened last week. Here's what the Wall Street Journal said. Here's what the LA Times said. Here's what a liberal newspaper said. Here's what a conservative newspaper said. Now you decide what your opinion is. It's basically a gathering of everything that happened without any sort of spin. Like that's their thing. It's like they're not there to give an opinion. They're there to help inform you. And whoever I was talking to about this, how much I like that said, you know, these days with, with the way the media is, it used to be how quickly can we cover a story? Now, honestly, news isn't news unless a week has gone by and it's still a story. Because mm -hmm. the thing is, like, so many things happen so fast. I mean, it's like that, you know, when you watch the anchor, you know, the Anchorman 2, where it's really funny, where they're covering the, you know, they do the whole funny thing where 
covering the first ever high speed chase, and they're like, "Well, yeah. what are we covering? It's happening live. We don't know what's happened yet." And they're like, "Ron, we don't care. Make something up." And he's like, "Okay, it's a six seven black guy who's high on cocaine. Like that's what he says in the movie, right?" And it's yeah. just, and like he just makes stuff up, and it tur- and the point is like there's a lot of like news where people are. People are covering things. We think it might be a terrorist attack. Maybe it's not a terrorist attack. They're literally covering things with the most, with the least amount of information possible. And and really, the news isn't news unless it's still a story. And once you actually have all the facts, a week later. So there's my Danny's philosophical rant of the day. It's true. And here's the here was the main problem: is we were reading all these reports on Twitter because there was no news outlet at all, no no national or local, and. And people were saying like sirens were going off and like all this stuff. And, and and of course, no sirens actually went off at all, which was interesting. And and when and when the actual sources of television came on the local news channel and even CNN, all they did was read tweets like it was like reported on Twitter. And then they didn't even know how to like my biggest problem with it was now you have all this this stuff and they ended up correcting it. But it took time like it took all this time for it to come out, which I understand news takes time. But you got this alert on your phone too. Everyone did. You needed to be like, be there immediately for the people. And I think the problem was, is you also need to then cover it really well. They keep saying that they're like, Oh, these alerts that went off on, they're like, the alerts went off on social media, text message and on the news. I'm like, guess what? None of that is correct. I'm like, how these things work is that yes, there's a national broadcast service that essentially, does the radio and television like that's built in and how the cell phones work. It's not so, someone just didn't report it on social media. They're like, Oh, guess what? Tweet. Uh, we're actually getting bought. You know what I mean? What happened? It's not even a text message. It is a special service that the cell phone providers and the cell phone services all work together on. So that alert is not a text message. It's not a notification. No, it's-, it's a special thing built in. You know what I mean? No, and, it's, so and, and I just, because like, of that, I it has that a very respected view, right? When I get an yes. Amber Alert in Arizona, like, it's a big yeah. deal. Or you get a, a big whatever, deal. The, the blue alert, which is like a car was stolen or something. There's all kinds of stuff yeah. like that that's really yeah. important. And, and no, so I, man, I have, dude, I'm so sorry you guys had to go through that. And you did not tell me until you just, I mean, wow, I'm I'm an idiot, but also awesome that you didn't actually play m- ballistic missile dodgeball. So that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with that, how's the world of chess going now that, you know, <laughs> just me over here oh, dodging man. ballistic missiles. Now that we got the just... dumb stuff out of the way. Um, yeah. And we uh, got pro chess league 2018. Pro chess um, yeah, no, they're wow. Well, um, no, there is the pro chess league. Um, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, January 18th, and you already know, it's Thursday, January 18th, and the Pro Chess League Damn. has once again begun. Um, Magnus Carlsen, our boy Carl, he's playing in the first week. Um, what? When's he playing? Was he playing? Playing tomorrow. Tomorrow? I'm watching live. I mean, the it's Pro happening. Chess League is, it's the biggest. What is the Pro Chess League? So the Pro what Chess is League is really the world's first ever organized online league for professional chess players. Pro yes, stands for Professional the- Rapid Online. <sighs> But it's also a great acronym because it's the Pro Chess League, right? You think of professional chess players. So uh, Professional Rapid the- Online Chess League. 
Is this the one where they have all the names, like the gnomes and yep. the, the puffins? Oh, yep. got it. So yes. you got like the Norway gnomes and you got the Atlanta kingfishers. You've got, you know, the Seattle sluggers. You've got whatever it is. It's a real sports league from the perspective that it's an international gathering of the best chess players on the planet. Um, you can have local players or you can enlist free agents, which gets people spending money on the world's best players, sort of playing for them instead of their local team. It's really cool. And and anyway, it it kind of took the chess world by storm last year and um you know has, has is a big reason i can say that you know that we ended up getting the relationship with twitch that we did as as that performed super well week in and week out and they really began to see kind of the potential of chess as an esport and now we have you know the relationship with twitch that we do the full contents of which i i can't really reveal but obviously we're really big partners in regards to our goals of chess streaming and and chess as an esport and um so it's it's really cool and it honestly it was our was our baby last year from january to april it's going to be our baby again so you will be hearing me talk about it and uh it was one of those things where like everybody was talking about it. i mean magnus was blogging about it on his personal blog just on his own accord it's not like we were asking him to people were like this is the coolest thing ever and his team did make the finals but they lost to the st louis archbishops Mm. Um, so the St. Louis Archbishops are the reigning pro chess league champions. They won the inaugural season in 2017 and they are back to defend their title. Um, so that's kind of the bananas, the bananas, bananas that's going on with the B's knees and the wee's G's, you know? So, um, so let me get this right. Let me get this right. Mm-hmm. So I'm here, I'm looking at the Seattle sluggers because I'm from Seattle mm-hmm. That's your and team. you're saying that we got my main man Nakamura mm-hmm. up in here. That's is he, right. Does he live in Seattle? No, is no, this a but thing? he did live in Seattle a while. Hikaru uh. has ties to some of those, um, some some of the who I would say the more influential chess players in the excuse me local Seattle area. So Hikaru uh, lived in uh, Victoria, Canada for a while. Lived in Vancouver and uh, also lived in Seattle, and so he was kind of a big upper Pacific Northwest kind of dude for a while. And so last year it. he was last year he was hired as a free agent for the Miami champions. Um, they made the playoffs, but lost. Uh, but, um, but this year Seattle acquired his services via free agency. The numbers that they pay him are pretty good for a chess player. Can't disclose them, but they, you know, which is really cool. So it's all again, more livelihood opportunities for the world's best chess players to compete online and, as chess.com works, basically all we do is provide the format and make sure that the play is clean so people trust that there's no cheating. And after that, people just have a great time playing chess and and that's the deal. So yeah, your team your team has Nakamura this year. I'm not even sure who your other good players are, but Nakamura is kind of your big gun. So I'm going to, I know that I don't want you to pick a team as your, you know, because that would be a little, you're, you're, you're there at the chess.com, but I'm going to go hometown love of the Seattle Sluggers. Yep. We got uh, Nakamura... I'm going to pronounce chess names. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. It's going to be fun. Tiglon. Uh, Bryce Tiglon. I got Tigrin Petrosian. Uh-huh. Uh, Tigron. Tigron. Um, Gabriel I'm gonna go, Sargassian. I'm going to go to the team's page real quick so I yeah. can... Uh, uh, yeah. I linked to all this in the show notes. Yeah, people yeah. Can you go to ProChessLeague.com. Um, Bryce Tiglon. Uh, that's actually correct. Uh, the second one you did was Tigron Petrosian. Okay. That's Gabriel Sargassian. Sargisian. Victor Mikalevsky. 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 Uh-huh. Mikalevsky. Uh, Georgi 
Margavelashvili. It, it, think of Ma- Machiavelli. It's Margavelashvili. Ah, what's funny about these names? It's funny because I've I've been pronouncing this. This he's a Georgian player. Sargisian uh, is an Armenian player. Uh, Tigran Petrosian is also Armenian. Um, Georgi Orlov. There's typically no just sound in uh, Georgia, in Georgia, even though that sounds weird to say that. But Georgi, it's usually a g. Georgi. Um, and and again, we've talked about this. There's no soft a sound in Slavic languages like Russian. Or, uh, it's always uh, so you're not going to say um, like they would say Nakamura, and an American might say Nakam. Na- depending on the American, they might say Nakamura, that right? Nakamura. 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 Right. Gabriel Sargisian. Gabriel Sargisian. That's how you would say, okay? Tigran Petroshan. Petroshan. I also want to say that, you know, while I'm trying to pronounce names, I'm actually attempting. I, I believe that I have the the legal standing to attempt to pronounce names only because with a name like James Gaetano Montemagno, yeah. um, how many times have people incorrectly said all my names? Yeah, yeah. My, all of my names, mm. all the time, incorrect. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm legitimately excited. I want our listeners to write in what is your top pick, and you have to do this soon, though. You like you have to be be listening to this immediately um, and write us in your top picks for who do you think is going to win? How long does this go on for? Is this like, so the pro chess league is, is for, well, it's no, it's like three months. It starts, starts January 18th. The finals is April 7th and 8th. That's the finals weekend. uh, Where both the semifinals and the finals will be played on Saturday and Sunday back to back. Um, So pick, pick your, pick your team and you will win a Coffeehouse Blunders prize pack. Yeah, if you pick the winning team. Oh, that's a great I don't know what's idea. In, that in prize the feedback, pack. in the show, in the leave us a message. However, yeah. you choose to leave that message, you can send it to us on the tweets, McGeets. But mm-hmm. preferably, maybe just leave Emails. a comment on the main site, Blunders.fm. Oh yeah, you can do that. Blunders.fm. Leave a comment on this one, and uh, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Leave a comment below with your pick. So one of the yeah, coolest teams, idea. if you want to just like get to know a little bit of the teams, uh, is the uh, uh, Laboyana Turtles, and we had them. And you can see we sort of made a, a ninja tur- a ninja turtles almost Looks okay, like not it. a knockoff because like we would it. get in trouble for that. But uh, Laboyana Turtles, and the reason is that all of these grandmasters, these young men, uh, a lot of these grandmasters have ninja turtle names, um, mm. and. Uh, they're not. They're not actually listed here on the players. I'm looking. Um, they're. They're. I guess they're. They maybe they've bowed out to be managers this year. But there's like literally a Raphael, uh, a Michelangelo, and uh, and <laughs> so it. it's. It was really cool. That they're one of my one of my favorite favorite teams. Um, if I go to the schedule is, page, is is Bragi and Bjorn Thorfinson are they brother sister combo brother brother combo father let me go son. Back there. Um, I'm on. I'm on the puffins. Oh, puffins! Home slice. I loves me a good puffins. I, I just imagine that Danny, in his mind, knows every single GM and IM. Right. <laughs> possible. I just imagine off the top of your. Oh, I know. I was just hanging out with them. I had a coffee with them the other day. It was great. Yeah. No. Uh, I. So I actually do not know um, if they are um, related in any way. Maybe even husband and wife. It's possible, right? Uh, so the. Um, the Puffins were legendary last year. I don't know if you saw the video that went viral. If not, I got to hit you with it for the show notes because there was in in week one, it was honestly one of the coolest first moments of the Pro Chess League when we're doing this 
this event that brings the world chess players together, how's this is going to go? I mean, we we kind of believed in the potential of league play and the chance for this to be sort of an esport thing, but who knew, right? There was a a match between the Puffins and who was it? Oh, I need to find the video, but it's a legendary video. I'm going to share it, and it's uh, Bjorn Thorfinson right there. He he's in a in a in a match where he's been worse all. He's been worse all game, right? The last game of the match. He's been worse. He's getting outplayed. He's up against the wall, but he has to he has to hold this game for them to for them to hold the match. And the guy blunders and he swindles him into this into this theoretically drawn ending. And as he does it, as he swindles, even before the game's over, he like he stands back in his chair and he's like screaming and it's he's saying things in in Icelandic and I don't even know what he's saying, but he's like he's like screaming about how happy he is and, and all of his teammates are going bananas in the room. I have to find. I almost want you to watch it. I found while it. We're doing, I found it. It's, it's, and he starts chanting um, after they win. Yeah. He starts chanting the puffins, the puffins, the puffins, and everybody in the room starts chanting the puffins. And 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 anyway, the whole thing went viral on uh, on our on our chess social web, and uh, it was one of the coolest first moments where we were like, "Oh my god, people really care about this. How cool is this?" Right? And and uh, anyway, so that was one of the best first moments of the puffins, and and they've they've been they've been a huge fan favorite ever since. This was, I believe it was the Puffins versus Hamburg Swashbucklers. Yep, that's who it was. Yep. And I, I'm trying to find it to you. You're so fast and, and I should. I'm good. I'm, I'm that pro. Don't worry. I got, I got you, buddy. I got you right there. You got to, you already linked me, huh? You are, already, you are I'm, the beast. I'm on it. I'm clicking Danny, on it. I, there's so much happening. Yeah. So life. that, so there, yeah. So everybody, you have to watch this video before we bring the show to a close. Cause he's, he's nervous. He's worse. He hold, and then he just starts freaking out, and it it just is the most amazing thing. As he not only freaks out, but then leads the leads the puffins chant. So I'm legitimately. We had talked about this a while ago, but I I don't think that I there was so much happening because the speech chess championship just happened, and now this is, and then it was funny because Carlson, our boy Carl Magnuson, he is literally opening up against my other boy. Nakamura tomorrow, so I'm excited uh, just to watch that all over again. Now, this this is it, it speech is it speed chess again? Essentially, that's happening. What are the rules of the road here? No, so chess? it's 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 a higher quality chess than the speed chess, where the speed chess yeah. is is all blitz and and three hours of nonstop action. We organize these sort of mini heavyweight matches. The pro chess league is all play all format, so you have four players on one team playing a round robin against the four players of the other. So you really want to stack your team to be balanced. Um, and we have everybody rotates colors, so you try to stack it up. If you if you see a favorable matchup, you want this player to be white against this guy. Maybe he's a good attacking player, whatever. But it's an all play all format of fifteen minutes plus a two second increment. So the 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 longer time control, fifteen minutes plus two is not okay. It's not a super GM tournament where they have eight hours over the board, but it is higher quality games than Blitz. And we saw some really good chess last year, and we expect to see it again. Uh, so fifteen minutes plus a two second increment. Um, all play all format and whichever team has the winning score by the end wins in the regular season i'm pretty sure we can have ties um in the playoffs we have we have a a, a sort of a knockout system that prevents ties so if, if after all the regular games the matches are still tied people will uh like you pick one player from your team to play like an armageddon game against one player from the other team right so it, it, it gets mm. pretty exciting i like that oh my goodness so this is crazy it's, it's i'm, I'm really excited well, I don't know anything else you want to talk about this week. <laughs> uh, we've uh, we've had a lot of of fun uh, lately with with some of our social articles on chess. We talk about all the all the crazy stuff 
of how serious we take ourselves pro wrestling speed chess. But we had a uh, we had a good one lately by one of our editors, right? The fake news of chess awards. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. But what else? I don't know. I was gonna talk. What was I gonna talk? There was something I wanted to say before you before you sprung Nintendo and then Ballistic Missile Crisis. I, I uh, you have just. You, I feel like you you took this. You took this podcast by storm. We definitely have to call it Ballistic Missile Dodgeball. I mean, clearly, that is that is a, a winner of a name. But, oh, I realize, I don't think we've ever talked about Star Wars. What? We didn't? I don't think I've heard your review on Star Wars. So I feel like we, we can, have to we have... Do, we, we can't do it in 10 minutes. There's no way that we right. could do that in 10 minutes. Because it's, here's what I... Maybe this will be a teaser for next week. Okay, you have to hear James and Danny's review of Star Wars. And by this point, if you haven't seen it, like it's officially a you problem at this point because we're, we're going to tell you now that we're going to talk about it and it's been whatever it's been, right? A month and a half since... since or a month since the movie came out. So by next week, we're going to do our... Because I still haven't heard your opinion. And I heard I heard some interesting reviews from people that... I was surprised as far as how mixed yes. they were. And so I want to, I don't even want to say any more. I want to get your full, your full, your full DC, your full disclosure, you know, your disclosure. So. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I will say that. Um, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to. So I've also listened to many reviews. There was a great episode of the talk show with John Gruber. I've, I've probably mentioned on this podcast and also on merge conflict a few times. I'm a, I'm just a big fan of, this show, it's a very long format. His show, his show goes for like two or three hours sometimes. And it's good when I'm just like traveling nonstop and I'm like, oh, I'm on this plane ride. I can just listen to him, whatever, in the background. It's a lot of Apple stuff. But every year they do a Star Wars holiday special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, this, th- he brought on some amazing people to talk about it. And they went re- like they went real, real in depth in it. Um, I, I will say I only saw it once. So with that, I may go again this weekend and see it just to refresh my brain mm-hmm. for next week's episode. But let's just say I walked out of the I walked out of the uh, movie theater with a smile on my face. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had gone with a buddy, Jesse, that had seen it. That was his third time seeing it. And he also left with a smile on his face. Now, I think there's a lot of deeper conversation that I don't want to bring up yet in this. But with that said, um, I will only discuss the one. No, I'm not going to discuss anything. I can't. I don't even want to. I it. I can't even do it, Danny. All right, next week, let's just do it. I'm you don't ready. need to. You know, you've you've uh, you've done enough. And you know what? You survived a missile crisis. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I will also give my feelings. I saw it with my kids, as you already, everyone already knows this from the, from our Disneyland episode where we kind of flew by night, fly by night, drive by. We popped into a, to a Star Wars theater near you and, and got our, got our game on. But, um, but I also, of course, left with a smile on my face, but I haven't had my chance to sort of debrief either. That's what hit me. That now I remember yeah. then before you blindsided me with Nintendo and missiles, but, uh, that we, we have to discuss that. All right, so we did get one question just for you. It'll be a short one from our good friend. You know him. You know you him. love him or her. I don't know if Kelly Kelly Palmer ever told us. If we, Kelly we've Palmer... confirmed. Kelly's a dude. Oh, Kelly's. Oh, he, we did confirm. I forget. Yeah. Kelly asks, Danny, how's the assistant working out? We never, we never brought it back. Oh, if you even have one. You know yet. what? He he's not even quite full time yet because he's uh, he's been sort of easing his way out of another job. It's going well. Um, there is, there are many levels to an assistant and 
uh, as you peel back the onion, some of those layers cause tears. Some of them call cause, you know, really nice scents that you want to throw in your spaghetti. Um, I, I literally have no idea where I'm going with this reference, uh, but no, it's, it's going, it's going well. No, I'm, uh, we're pretty excited with our boy, Simon. He's, uh, he's been a, a his humor, phenom- anybody who can write an email that makes me laugh basically wins. So, um, so things are going well and we, uh, we have a lot going on at chess.com. So I don't even like to call it my assistant. As I told you, it's really a glorified professional relations position that Eric thought would be cooler if we did Danny Wrench's assistant, but he is working closely with me on many a project and we expect big things from our boy, Simon. So there we go. I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. You know where you can pick your top team for the pro chess league, go to blunders.fm. You know, there is a fantasy Uh, contest too. You got to You got to enter our fantasy thing. Have you seen that? No, I will link to it You got to do it. Go to, just go to the homepage of the pro chess league.com right now and click on our fantasy chess, uh, sign up so you can so you, you choose a board mm. you choose like a player you want from each board and uh and then depending on how they perform is based on the pairings each week who you can choose and um and if they they win then you can win prizes and premium memberships at chess.com and all those things that kids mm. dream about having in their stocking at christmas you know so there you go. I'm doing it right now. You will literally have eight hours if you're listening to this in the morning. But you can play the Blunder Coffeehouse Blunders um, fantasy contest by leaving uh, a comment in the show notes. You can also email us over there. Follow us. Make sure you tell your friends all about this. If they like Star Wars, chess, coffee, dodging ballistic missiles, mm-hmm. um, if they like any of that, then this that's is the cool. podcast for them. Yeah. It, it, can can you gift somebody a premium membership? Can I could could we gift somebody? You can, you can. One? In fact, that is a really good question because it it uh, well you can already, but we just had a discussion that we really want to create a better gifting culture on chess.com because so mm. many people don't know you can, and they would like to, and they yeah. would be willing to, you know, give somebody a little love and throw a little cash their way in the form of of, of chess education. So we're we're gonna work on that, but you can gift people premium memberships. Yes. Oh, that's cool. There you go. And there you go. So you can win a premium membership by entering our our contest. Who knows? Uh, go over there. Make sure you subscribe on all of your favorite podcast applications. Leave us a review. We love that so much, and we would love you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at James Montemagno. Danny, you're at what? Daniel Wrench? Uh, yeah. yeah. Real Wrench. Yep. Seems, seems very unhappy about the Twitter account. Did, would you have preferred that... That your name was something different? Do you yeah, not like- you know, like bobsled Bob, that kind of thing. Uh, but <laughs> I went with the old and original. So, so here, here's my here's always the de- debate on that. Right? Is right. Um, I always I always like to get mots m o t z everywhere I can. The problem is that it's a I think we talked about it, it's a popular last name of moats often yeah. and it's a four letter it's four letters and that's really just hard to get in general yeah. no you got to be first come and then some right i mean it's, yeah. it's very hard yeah so i can never get it and um and so i just go with my name because no one ever you, they don't you know no one's gonna pick no pick you kind of have Montemagno. to especially doing what we yeah. do i mean because no one's gonna google for bob sled bob on twitter i mean it's just not a thing so uh, you gotta have to go with that even if you have secret regrets and wishes that you could be known as bob sled bob like you know yeah. me no so at daniel wrench is danny give us those reviews um we would love you forever and um and that's it and that's danny it. i'm glad one that you're feeling better 
I'm now going to wait a whole week in anticipation for the Star Wars review. Yeah, that's it. Next week is our um, official Star Wars review. I'm glad you survived uh, your first of many to come ballistic missile crisis. This is the this is your first of many. <laughs> I don't even know if that was funny or not, but this uh, I'm I'm really glad that you made it through. Um, and uh, I love you, buddy. All right, love you too, man. All right, talk to you next week. <laughs>